0: Participation may vary. Exclusions apply. Limited time offer. Welcome, listeners. How are you? We are glad you're doing well. So, I have been wondering uh, since my last episode of Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people where we talk about issues in the blindness community, I was wondering what... You know, should I speak about today? And uh, I think one of the uh, one of the most important uh, aspects of my podcast is that I respond well to the audience. So I did ask a question today in our group, and if you are, uh, well, you're you're going to get this recording, so you you know who you are. But uh, someone in the group asked me um, to speak about a very very serious topic. That I am, I am willing to speak about now. Before I start talking about this, I need, I need everybody to understand that this is not a particularly light-hearted podcast today. This is not a light-hearted episode. It's a serious episode where I think we really cover a very important aspect um, of our uh, country's uh, history. The topic that uh, is was requested today is Crip camp. This is a documentary that many people around the disability community whether you're blind or not have been talking about. And I completely understand why so many of you are talking about it. And basically you out there you wanted to you wanted to know basically if I'm willing to sit down with you on this podcast today. And basically do a solo episode, I guess, where I do not have a guest and I just speak about my opinions about it and kind of my, my perception of the documentary, what what it was shown, you know, what it teaches us uh, then, what it shows now, where we need to go. So let's, you know, go back a little bit. Let's go back in time to at least the uh, upper 1960s and 1970s, where uh, at this time in the United States, um, you know, it was at the at the heart of the the civil rights movement in our country. So, by the way, um, a lot or much of what, you know, was shown in the documentary Crip Camp relates directly uh, to the history of disability rights and civil rights, so that I appreciate. And basically, here's here's how it goes. It goes something like this: that in the early 1970s, a time period where um, you know people people who were blind and people with other other physical and other um, cognitive disabilities were unfortunately not able to participate actively in the American life and the American society of that time. And I think that, y- you know, one thing that especially younger listeners, um, to Aaron's opinion, need to remember is that, you know, what what we consider socially appropriate today in uh, 2020 is is not the same thing that was considered socially acceptable and appropriate in 1970. And I promise you that what is socially appropriate today in 2020 will certainly not be socially acceptable in 2050, okay? Because as time goes on, the the expectation of how we expect ourselves to be treated as people changes and societies, uh, you know, rules start to change over time. So you see you know so it makes it makes perfect sense for in the 1970s for parents to decide to send their child with a disability to a camp um in uh in New York in New York state is where it was um it makes perfect sense for their parents to send your child to a camp where they can basically you know get get away from it all and get away from the stress um Of, of having, you know, having their disability at this time period. At the time in 1970, it was a lot harder to be blind in 1970, or it was a lot harder to be in a wheelchair in 1970, and it was a lot more difficult to have a disability, um, in 1970 than it is, you know, than it is today as it relates to the issue of society's willingness to provide uh, accommodations and to allow us, you know, all of us with disabilities. Um, I have a disability, and and some of you in my audience are blind, and so so I completely understand. So, in this you know in the seventies, the society in the United States was not. Uh, you know, really, really accommodating to people with disabilities as much as they are today and parents needed to send their children to this um, basically this large camp. Now, I mean, if you're watching the documentary from a, a, a perspective of today it would seem very strange and and not as i said before not necessarily socially appropriate to group people together with a disability like that and basically put them on this uh it looked like some sort of a farm uh, some sort of a large uh plot of land um the next question is how was this particular camp um, called something like, and, and please forgive me, something, the pronunciation, i I might be, be mishearing, misunderstanding what it's called, but something like Camp Janae or Jeanette or something like that. Um, so in the comments below, please, please correct me if I make any mistakes today. This is, this is a, a really good topic, but there's kind of, it's you know it 's really strange there 's actually a lot of information about this, but as it relates to the documentary that aired on Netflix recently there 's not a whole lot of outside information apart from what I've already learned or figured out so yeah if 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 you if you are more knowledgeable about this, please 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 comment below and let our listeners you know give our listeners more knowledge because that 's something. That I hope that Aaron's opinion is able to provide for people. So, yeah. So, I mean, they show, you know, the campers, you know, playing, playing sports, playing games, you know, maybe going on hikes, things like that. And at the time, <clears throat> it was considered, it was considered acceptable to do this. And, you know, looking from a, looking at this from a historical lens, right? It was for the time period, this would have been just, you know, you know, kind of um, as we say, kind of uh, science fiction. You know, this would have been something that, if you had a disability, this is something that you would probably dream for in that time period—the ability and the opportunity to go to such camp, where you would be given the, you would be, you would be treated, you know, with equality. You know, um, and one of the now that I'm thinking back on on that particular documentary on netflix one of the things that i recall that stood out to me is one of the um i think it was probably one of the counselors and i'm I'm not going to say what their name was um they they commented I, something something and i i need to paraphrase but they said something to the effect of you know it was really interesting one day they talked about going on a field trip with the campers and something like they they wanted to take them to a, a restaurant or it was it could have been a pizza parlor or ice cream parlor at the time, and the uh, ice cream parlor or restaurant or establishment of that time was not willing to accommodate people with wheelchairs, and I, I I just think you know in in today's world that would just be unheard of, but at that time it it was it was not it was simply not part of our society as the United States to include everyone with a disability. It just our society had not evolved or, or developed into at that stage. we simply were not we were not socially we, we at that time in the 70s were not ready for that uh, as, as a society at, during during that time period where this takes place. yeah, by the way, remember all of this information can be found by watching the Netflix documentary, which I highly recommend because it 's quite long. And it really goes through a lot of details where you can get the full story. It is, actually, I would tell you, you're probably better off, listener, you'd be better off watching the Netflix documentary than coming back to Aaron's opinion and listening to my opinions about about it after the fact. Now, listener, the person who commented um, below and requested this topic today. I'm going to send you in, in messenger. I'm going to send you this, um, this episode because I'm guessing that probably if you, if you suggested that I talk about Crip Camp, you probably already watched it yourself. In fact, I'm sure of that. And if not, if not though, that's okay, whoever you are. Uh, but I would recommend that you go back and watch it before you watch this or something. I just looked this up about 30 minutes ago. I did some research, did some homework um to make sure that I understood the plot myself, which... <laughs> Which with all the documentaries, you know, the, the guys, these documentaries, they can they can really get you off track, you know, so you you, you always have to redo all of your research as a podcaster or do the best you can as a podcaster, giving as many facts as possible. And and I preface all of this by reminding you that that my name is Aaron Richmond and you are listening to Aaron's opinion. That's what this podcast is called. It's not called Aaron's fact. So just know that everything that you're hearing is our opinions so anyway, I think that it was really interesting how that counselor talked about that, how they mentioned how, um, <clears throat> yeah, they tried to take the campers to some sort of an ice cream parlor or something like that, and the, the parlor just wouldn't even let them inside. And I I think, you know, and I think it, this is a really good segue to basically how the rest of the documentary uh uh, pro, uh progresses it progresses by explaining how a lot of these campers you know grew up and that they all were uh in, instrumental and influential in the disability rights movement of the 80s and 90s and then when the um ADA the Americans with Disabilities Act was passed in the 90s early 90s then you know everything started to change so i think it really shows what the what the true what the true point i suppose or the true opinion i guess is that is that there are is that, that you cannot get what you want all at once as a community and that uh, things things do not happen overnight basically the documentary spanned about 30 years or close to well, close to about 20 years of things um and Nothing happens overnight, and that you have to make sure that when you are pushing for issues in the disability community, that they are are issues that that you feel are w- truly worthwhile for, for society. And one of the best things, I mean, the the ADA. You know, I would you know, listeners, I would advise you to ple- please go look it up for yourselves and learn all about it it's probably it's probably a very long document but the 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 key the, the the key points are that buildings public buildings and public places need to be accessible for people with disabilities and that our society starting from the 90s our society was no longer willing to kind of tolerate things not being accessible and that's really the point is that if you want to make change it's going to take a long time it's going to take about 20 years so you need to make sure that you have enough people backing you and supporting you and so you know now looking back on some of the experiences that you know I've had as someone who's 28 years old You know, by the time I was, you know, a boy growing up in the the mid-90s, well, things were already getting a lot better. And I noticed that looking back in the 90s, things really started to pick up in the United States. And they picked up mainly because of the Americans with Disabilities Act. And that really, really, really helped to move, move people forward into more of a modern age which is why I'm I'm going to express my opinion that I, I can be frustrated at times when you know some some people on various forums and groups and organizations maybe and I'm just I'm just saying this in very general terms you know there there's a lot of there's a lot of complaints and there's a lot of different different stories and different complaints and different requests and I guess I I I do I do hear and I do respect the the complaints and the requests and I I do not disagree with you, you know the people out there who are complaining even today. But at, at the same time, you you know your right to complain. However, I think that in a, in addition to complaining, I think we as a community need to need to choose uh, what issues to complain about. You know, p- picking and choosing the battles is something that I, I have noticed lately, um, something that is is becoming foggier and foggier. Basically, it seems like people are willing to complain about almost, almost every issue. And although it would be great if we could complain about almost every issue, that's something that we simply um, are, not, are not really able, able to do. Because what, the, what Crip Camp teaches or shows or demonstrates is that if you want to make a change in our society, you need, you need to pick really one really, really, really big issue. And the huge issue was that, was that people with disabilities in the 1970s were not appropriately included uh, in an in American society. And the, the the point or or the or the resolution is basically that, that this is still all going on today. Nothing is perfect, and nothing is you know completely fixed. Um, I would say that I think things have gotten uh, immensely better since the nineties. I think that's where we really see a huge a huge shift and a huge change. For, for the better in our American society. But do we certainly need to continue to improve? Yes, we absolutely do. In fact, I think there's a lot of issues that are not being addressed appropriately. And I think there are other issues that are not being addressed at all. And I think there are other issues that people are still talking about, but we don't, we don't need to be talking about every single issue. I really am a firm believer of picking and choosing your battles and i I think that that is a point in my opinion that people are just not it's not it's not like you are not listening listeners but it's it's a point that people are not fully fully considering before you complain. I think that The 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 rights and the civil rights that Crip Camp depicts are great things and that they they absolutely, uh, you know, had the right and should have organized as they did in the 70s and 80s and should have, um, you know, done various marches and protests. Uh, you know, I, I support that. I think it was it was the right thing to do. And apparently it was the right thing to do because in the end it impacted federal law and it impacted the whole the whole of the United States for, for the better. So really, that's yeah, that's the other thing that we need to be considered be be aware of is whatever, you know, sort of of law we we want to have passed or standard we want to have passed. <clears throat> Excuse me. The pollen is back now. Uh, we need to we need to really think critically about you know is is this going to have a a positive impact on me or is it going to have a positive impact on my society as a whole? If it's just going to have a positive impact on you, well, that's great for you. But the the point that you're arguing or the request that you have might not get all the way to the federal level and it might not make it into legislation. So again, pick and choose your battles. You have to pick. What issues you truly want to take to the national level. And so it's those issues, those issues where you can have a federal law changed. Those are the issues in the disability rights community that we should be focused on and those are the issues that we should uh, you know, we should, should spend our energy, I guess, educating people on doing marches, writing letters, calling congressmen, that type of thing until the law gets changed for, for the better. And I think – I really think that the the laws that were – that were changed and the laws that were, were created because of the work that the former campers of, Crip, of Camp Jeanette um, – you know were able to do that. I think that that really did impact the country for for the better so but i I also you know am certainly I also would certainly not be um an expert on this because I simply was not I simply was not alive. I simply was not alive uh, during this time period. So, um, what else? You know, there's there's a couple other points. You know, while I have you, that I I, I do want um, uh, to make uh, today. That yeah, the documentary is very very well done and very interesting, and it's also for for a a younger crowd. It's also um. Kind of hard to watch you know there's there's a lot of serious stuff that that you see in this in this documentary that i I think a lot of young people to an extent um, should learn about um, but perhaps do not necessarily need to see so i I would say that today's episode of aaron 's opinion is probably is probably best and probably better. For more of an older, more of an adult audience, you know, eighteen and up, because this is this is not this is not material that children need to be need to be made to worry about or need to be made aware of. I think. So you know what else has uh, been going on? Um, basically, one of the things that I, I have noticed is that I am asking for more audience participation and audience feedback. And I was asking you in many of the groups where you've been seeing my, my particular post, I was asking you to please, please provide feedback and please, you know, talk to me so that we can start doing more, more and more uh, guest appearances. Um, I, I feel that uh, in, in my, in my opinion, I feel that the, The guest appearances are going okay, but I know that I need to be producing um, at least, you know, one one entry, one episode a week. And my last one was this past Tuesday. So I was kind of coming up to a deadline where I knew I needed to keep publishing uh, to maintain, you know, to maintain the interest. So, um, you know, I, I really from from this point on, I think that it is important for me to tell you that I I want to know from you what topics you want me to cover. I'm happy to do solo podcasts. Um, it's, you know, depending on the topic, I might have more or less to say. I think, though, that in my opinion, I think I summarized it today pretty well for you. Number one, go to Netflix and watch Crip Camp. Number two, do your own research about Crip Camp. Number three, go to Aaron's opinion and listen to what I have to say about Crip Camp. Um, and then at number four, after you do that, Leave me a message. Let me know what you think. Okay. Regardless of the platform, we are on most of the platforms now. And as I was saying in my last uh, live video that I did in the particular group where you're listening, the the particular person who who wrote into me today, um, I was truly truly shocked last Tuesday that I am apparently Apple material, and I'm greatly greatly humbled by that, and greatly inspired to continue to produce great content for Apple. Um, but the, the critical thing that I am, I am noticing is that a lot of you out there are not, you know, fully or not, it's not a matter of fully, but are not always aware where you can get Aaron, Aaron's, uh, Aaron's opinion. So Aaron's opinion is, is available on, on Apple Podcasts now, which is the, you know, the world's platform. But if you don't have that, don't worry because I'm, I know that I'm on Spotify okay, I'm on Google podcasts uh, let's see I'm on um, podcast addict. I'm on Deezer for sure and a, I might be on a couple other ones, but I forget uh, there's a lot of them out there yeah it's odd i I, for, I forget I'm the host and I forget what stations I'm on I forget I forget because I'm not actually the one who physically. Um, d- d- uh, Distributes the content out to the platforms. That's done by software, and you know that's that's a really a really magical, really really inspirational software that that helps me to do that and helps me to hopefully get my message to you. So yeah, look if if you want to listen to Aaron's opinion on a particular platform and you don't know if I'm there, let's let's go from here. Um. Send me. No, I, I created a show email that that I can be reached at. This is for if you want to be a guest, if you want to comment. Um, of course, I've noticed that if you're if you're listening to Aaron's opinion on Spreaker, uh, you can actually just type your comments below. There's a little box. Your voiceover will take you to it. You can just basically comment below like a YouTube video. You could do that, uh, but I I. I fathom and I guess that the majority of you out there probably are not listening on, on the flagship system of Spreaker. You're probably listening listening on, on other external platforms, which is fine. So, so um, if you want to uh, get in touch with the show, for, for now the best way to do it would be to send me an email. And the email address that I have created for us is – I'm going to say it and then I'm going to spell it aaron's opinion six at gmail dot com spelled a a r o n s o p i n i o n six at gmail dot com aaron's opinion just the number six at gmail dot com aaron's opinion six at gmail dot com uh, I also have a Google Voice number. I don't actually know it off the top of my head, and I would prefer that you at the moment that you email in your your uh, comments about this. <clears throat> so let's see what else I want to say here. Excellent. okay. So I think today we covered a kind of a serious topic, which was the Netflix documentary Crip Camp. And I hope that by listening to today's episode of Aaron's Opinion, I hope that you will be inspired to at least research Crip Camp or at least watch it, watch parts of it, because it really takes you through the way that people with disabilities, uh, came to have and earn the rights that we have today. And I think that that is, that's the main point, I guess. The main, you know, in, in school, when you write a paper, you know, okay, what's, what's the point, the summary, the global, the, the worldly connection? The worldly connection, I guess, is that by, by watching Crip Camp, someone can understand how people with disabilities in the United States came to earn the rights And the privileges and the opportunities that we have today. So that's why you should watch Crip Camp. It is serious. And there's a lot of quite unsettling information that you are going to hear about all sorts of different things that happened in the 1900s. A couple of them were so serious, I don't actually want to talk about it because it's just too serious. Um, But when you watch the film, when you watch it on Netflix, you will understand. And so, uh, I want to take this time to thank our uh, guest today. And by guest, I mean that you are someone who uh, had the courage to write in to me. Uh, I think what it was was that I posted that I basically want to know what you want me to talk about. So I'm going to take this time to say thank you for that. Because if it was not for your comment, I'm... You know, and I'm I'm not sure that I was actually going to cover Crip Camp, and I'm I'm really appreciative that you you took the time to write in and say, no, Aaron, you need you need to have this covered. I really really appreciate it for the person who commented about it. Um, you know, you know who you are out there. I would like you to make sure that you check your messenger on Facebook. Uh, you, if, if you do not see my message right away, just go to the part. Uh, up in that top left corner where it says, you know, message requests or something about notifications, you should see some sort of a red light and see that uh, I responded to you earlier today with this information. So once again, um, I am always looking for guests to be on Aaron's Opinion, and I'm always looking for new topics. As I said, if you want to comment, on this episode, please do so by either commenting below on the platform that you might be listening to me on, or by sending your email to Opinion 6 at gmail.com. All right. I think that's enough time today. About a half hour has gone by. I think that's a good a good solo podcast time for you to entertain you. Maybe if you're, you know, home, maybe getting something to eat, having lunch. I think this is a Good amount of time to talk to you about this topic today. Again, thank you for uh, requesting that I cover uh, my opinions about Crip Camp, the documentary on Netflix where people with disabilities in the United States came together and, and earned the rights and privileges and opportunities that we have today. So we're thankful for that. And this is Aaron Richmond, host of Aaron's Opinion uh, podcast uh, proudly on Apple Podcasts and many more platforms. I look forward to my next episode of Aaron's Opinion. And until next time, stay safe, everybody. God bless you all. And as I like to say, have a good day today and a great day tomorrow. With Metro and the best deal in wireless, you can rule your day. Get two lines with 5G access included for just $35 a month per line, period. With taxes and regulatory fees included every month. All on America's largest 5G network at no extra charge. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. Requires auto pay. First month is $40 per line for two lines. 5G access requires capable device. Coverage not available in some areas. See MetroByTmobile.com or store for details.